You're listening to the Learn Islam podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Telegram for updates on Islamic events and classes. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala al-mab'uuthi rahmatan lil'alamin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathira amma ba'd. My beloved Uh, fellow panelists, Dr. Musharraf Khan. Um, I had a good 30 minutes chat with him, but in, that, in those 30 minutes, I benefited so much from him. We were even able to exchange books with each other. Uh, he has amazing books. Please check them out. Um, and I'm honored to be seated with you. Thank you so much. Thank you um, to the organizers for having me here. Um, by the way, I managed to check the translation of a sense of belonging. I didn't do a Google search, I went ChatGPT. And it's not easy, by the way. It, it doesn't even sound right. It says, perasaan memiliki tempat. What? ChatGPT needs to go 5.0, you know? Now it's 4.0. And also, by the way, Sheikh, um, in Singapore, yeah, some people do get sacked, but many others, they gracefully resign. And their resignations uh, letters are public, by the way. What am I talking about now? It's an inside joke, inside joke. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So, I would like to begin with this, okay? So, this is the SG Quran Festival, right? It's all about the Quran, and there are Quranic events, lectures, seminars, competitions. But, I would like to ask all of you this, right? If you really want the Quran to have an impact in your life, the next time you pick up the Mus'haf, the book, and before you open it to read it, set an intention. And this intention also qualifies as a dua that you're making for yourself. And say, oh Allah, allow this Quran that I'm about to open and read to change me positively. Help make this Quran guide me into becoming a better version of myself. When you set clear intentions, Allah will surely guide you and help you. You need to have that faith and belief. So just like Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, right? That's uh, habit number one. So you need to know why you're doing this. Most people, they open it and they just read random verses, chapters, that's fine, right? Uh, he prefers passages, passages of the Quran. But what if you began every day when you open the Mus'haf, when you open up your Qur'an app on your phone, you say, oh Allah, I hope that this next verse that I'm going to read, this next chapter I'm going to read, is going to have a positive influence in my life. Amin. And then you begin. And if you do this repeatedly, trust me, something amazing is going to happen in your life. By Allah's will and in His own way, inshallah. Okay? So, The Qur'an is a significant source of guidance and inspiration for personal growth and development. When the organizers gave me this topic, the Qur'an and personal growth, I smiled because I can connect with it. My relationship with the Qur'an, of course, started when I was in Madrasa Al-Junid, which is just a stone's throw away. The Qari'a earlier, Sada Sharifa, she was my classmate. But I was jealous of her because she's always number one in class. Anyway, 
um, in Madrasa Al-Junet, since primary one, we've been taught how to read the Quran, how to memorize the Quran, surah after surah, chapter after chapter, juzu after juzu, right? But I'll be honest because most of it, we did it because we had to, as a student, we had to memorize it, we had to sit for tests and exams, so we studied a lot of times, unfortunately, just to get, help us get through those moments. What happened after I left Madras Al-Junaid and I pursued my studies overseas, I started to develop an interest in um, understanding myself better as a human being, how I think, how humans behave. I became very much inclined to um, you know, the science of human behavior, for example. I loved it. I read so many books about it. And then I started um, attending lectures. I would invest put money into audiobooks. Last time there was no Spotify, which is free. I had to pay lots of money for audiobooks. And these Western gurus who taught personal development were teaching the exact same things that I have been reading, studying, and memorizing all of my uh, life as a student. When I saw Connection, it was one of those aha moments. Wait a minute, I know this. He's saying about gratitude and it's in the Qur'an, right? And they're talking about the power of intention. It's in the hadith. Like it's everywhere in our religion, right? But we do not see the connection. And he briefly mentioned earlier in the room, in the, in the holding room, he said that unfortunately, I think today, a lot of us, especially the scholars, we struggle to articulate it well enough so it's a reflection on ourselves that perhaps we're not doing a good enough job, that the masses are not seeing that direct connection between what is heavenly, divinely revealed to us and what is our reality in, in our day-to-day -day life, right? So alhamdulillah, thank you for this topic. So I'll begin with the reflection and self-awareness. The Quran has this value, the quality that helps us and points us and inwardly, as we're reading something that is revealed in it. But in order to see that, we need to look outwardly too. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, in Surah Ali Imran, which means, in the creation of the heavens and the earth, and the alternation of the night and the day, there are signs for those of understanding. Okay? So Allah says, Allah here specifically mentions ulul albab, people of understanding. People of understanding, you need to observe, you need to contemplate, you need to ponder upon things, you need to explore, you need to study, right? And then you do some form of muhasaba, reflection. You know, when I look at all the successful people around the world, especially you know, those who have um, gained massive success in today's worldly standards, right? a lot of them interestingly mentioned now more and more the importance and the value of self-awareness. Do you even know yourself? Do you know who created you? Do you know how amazing you are in terms of in the best of moles, Allah created you. You have all the qualities you need in order to be whatever that Allah has planted in your hearts. Right? He was showing me 
in his, uh, is it called the Majestic Quran, your book? So it's beautiful how the translation is done. There's always a small little heading before a group of verses or a, pa a few passages appear. There's a, a slight heading. So it gives you context. You should check it out, okay? It's on Amazon as well, right? <laughs> it's on Amazon. I'm helping you to promote so I get some commission. <laughs> the commission is a reward from Allah. No? I mean, thank you. I mean, I mean. Mountains of it. I mean, I mean. Um, so we were talking about how Nabi Yusuf, it, it began with a dream. Begin with the end in mind. Once again, see, you see these teachings that some people are teaching, but actually in our religion, in the Quran, it's, it's everywhere. Okay? So the more we spend time looking, and the more we'll get to know ourselves better. Second, moral and ethical values. The Quran provides this. Right? Today, would you all agree that if you're in, who here has a social media account? Just raise your hand, come on, don't lie. Right? Whether it's TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or Threads or Benang or whatever, <laughs> whatever social media account you have, you would see how other people speak, what other people post about, what, how other people interact with others, how people disagree on things, and how they argue publicly, and they bicker, and they label each other names, and fight, and, and how they expose themselves to the world in every you know, uh, sense of that word, you know, the meaning of exposing themselves. And you look at that, you know what's missing? This. Moral and ethical values is lacking. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu billahi shaitan rajim Allah enjoins justice and kindness, mashaAllah. And giving to relatives, right? And He forbids indecency, He forbids wickedness, He forbids oppression. And he admonishes you that you may take heed. For brothers who perform Friday prayers, the Imam would usually read this at the end. Unless you guys are still asleep. <laughs> and you wake up and it's time for dua, right? Um, it's a reminder of the key ethical values that we need to possess. And yes, as Muslims, but more so as human beings. You know, you want to become successful, you this is the one thing that probably you're lacking. You can go to a hundred workshops to learn the skills of how to become a successful entrepreneur, to become a successful leader, to become a successful um, founder of some non-profit, for example, from some meaningful... But if you lack this, everything will either not become successful or everything will fall apart at some point, and that's not what we want. This is the hardest thing, in my opinion, in today's context, because there's so many challenges, there are lots of temptations, and it's so easy for you to compromise on some of these values, like the, you know, al-adl, to be fair, to be just. There's a lot of biasness that goes on, right? You favor one person over the, the other, even though the other person outperforms, works harder, when I say this, I think some of you are thinking, yes, Ustaz, I'm the victim of that. I'm the victim of biasness. But rarely do we self-reflect at my earlier point and say, hmm, maybe I do that to people too. Okay? So it's equally important not to only look at ourselves as 
yes, I suffer from that, I'm a victim of that, but do I do the same to others as well? The third one is personal responsibility. And uh, Dr. Musharraf already mentioned, uh, recited this verse, right? And the Quran emphasizes this for one's action and highlights the importance of accountability before God. You see, any work that you guys are doing right now, please make Allah number one. Because when Allah is number one, then there is a sense of accountability. If it's somebody else that you need to report to, as all of us need to, you, it stops there. You feel like, I just need to make sure that I look good in front of this person. I just need to make sure that my report at the end of every quarter, at the end of every year, looks good when I present it to my leaders, to my management, to the CEO, to the king or whoever right, that you report to. But if your ultimate accountability is to Allah, your sense of responsibility will grow. You know, the best people that I've hired are always the ones who have a high sense of responsibility. I don't need to remind them of their responsibility. They know. If they need to be here at 6, they'll be here at 5 or 4.30, like some of our friends here. They were here very early. Stars, where are you? I'm at home. <laughs> right? The sense of responsibility is amazing. And these are the best people. Why? Because they practice the principles of the Quran. Right? So that's important. I know I'm going to be reminded that my time is coming up soon, so I'm going to you know, move quickly. The next is probably one of the most important ones. If somebody were to ask me, how do, what, does, what can the Quran teach me about success? I would say it tells you that the key ingredient to success is ilm, knowledge. And the way to knowledge, al-wasila tu ilal-ilm, al-qira'ah. The path towards knowledge is reading. Do you guys love to read, yes or no? Social media, right? You scroll and you read, you scroll and you read. Read books, read the Quran, read the hadith. Read, read knowledgeable books, right? Um, and uh, what was, I wanted to say something. Anyway, I'm going to read this first. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we all know, the first revelation is Iqra. It's almost as if if you want to be successful in this dunya and akhirah, you need to read. Because reading opens the door to knowledge. You know, you need knowledge. If you read a lot, life will become more meaningful. You know, there's a saying that goes, Yaqra'u kathira, yahya kabira. Right? If you read a lot, your, how do you translate that? Your life will become so much more meaningful, it will be bigger, it will be larger than life. Right? But you must invest in reading. Let me tell you, I, when I was growing up, the only books I loved to read as a kid, as a seven or eight year old, were comic books. <laughs> My mom would you know, bring me to the library and borrow Garfield and The Adventures of Tintin Tin and Asterix and Obelix, and those were my books, right? But other than that, I didn't really love reading books until I was 18 and I graduated from Madrasa Al-Junid Al-Islamiyah and I was about to pursue my diploma and my degree. Suddenly something shifted in me and I woke up almost saying to myself, uh, because I was very, I didn't believe in myself much. I had very low self-esteem and low self-confidence, you know? 
um, very self-conscious about everything. And I told myself, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of myself and my life. I wanted to change something. And I knew that the only way to change my life was for me to take charge of it, to take ownership of my life. And you know what I did? Because there was a six months break between my graduation here to my enrollment to the university. So that six months, I went to the library almost every day. And I borrowed, and I read books, and I borrowed books nonstop, and it's all about personal development, which is why I said I loved it when this was the topic given to me. Because I was, I spent my entire life, 12 years here, reading the Quran and studying it, but I went in search of personal development elsewhere. By the time I was in my early 20s, I realized, wait a minute, they're all connected. And in fact, it's more profound if you go a little bit deeper. Right? You go deeper and deeper. It's amazing. It's life-changing. It really opens up your eyes. Okay? So we do not need to go far. We need to just go deeper with what's already in front of us. And that's our problem sometimes. We spend so much time looking outwardly, but we miss what's right in front of our eyes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu wa shaitan rajim Iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq Khalaq al-insana min alaq Suddenly there's an echo when I read. Read in the name of your Lord who has created all that exists from man uh, a clot. Read and your Lord is the most generous. By the way, if you want a better translation, read his translations. Okay? Okay. How much time? One minute? 30 seconds. Five minutes, thank you. She's more generous, not fair. <laughs> He, there was the Adhan. He couldn't speak during the Adhan. Bismillah. <laughs> Next is patience and perseverance. Um, today we live at a time where the biggest test is impatience. Why? Because we want everything instantly. Instant gratification is the big problem today. When I was um, growing up, you, there was the microwave generation that you can heat up something in three minutes, right? And then the um, instant noodle generation, like in three minutes you can cook your noodle. Today, kids nowadays, they are becoming even more impatient. Why? If I were to give my five-year-old you know, an iPad and she wants to watch some video, like if she clicks on it and it does not play immediately, in five seconds she's going to like, ah! She's going to throw a tantrum, right? If it's loading, you know it's loading. What's, what's going on, right? She thinks there's something wrong. We grew up in the dial-up modem generation. Like it takes five minutes, ten minutes, and then when you finally get to click on something and it's loading half an hour, five-minute video takes half an hour to load, by the way, and it's very pixelated. And then as it's about to finish, my mom picks up the phone. The younger ones don't get the joke. Huh? What? What's wrong? <laughs> they don't get it. I mean, pick up the phone, everything dies, you know? Allah says, A'udhu billahi shaitanir rajim, Wasta'inu bis sabri wa salah, and seek help through patience and prayer. Wa innaha la kabiratun illa ala al khashi'in. Sadaqallahu al-azim. And indeed, it is difficult, except for the humbly submissive to Allah. MashaAllah. When you are going through 
a difficult time. Maybe some of you here tonight came because you felt something pulling you to come as you are facing certain hurdles and hardship and setbacks in your life. You lost a loved one, perhaps recently. You got um, laid off from your job, for example, or you know, your, your engagement got broken off, you know, your, your wedding cancelled, for example. You may be going through so many things, or you just found out that you have an illness that's going to last for the rest of your life. I don't know what you're going through at the moment, but if you are going through some form of difficulty, Allah says here in the Quran, as our main guide, وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَةِ Be patient and then pray. Okay? You need to have patience and then you need to constantly pray. Never stop praying to Allah. Often I get messages, people telling me, Ustaz, I've been praying for this thing for many, many years and I still don't have the answer. And Allah has not answered my prayer. Right? First of all, I ask them, how do you know Allah has not answered your prayer? Because sometimes Allah answers prayers in a different way than what you expect. Right? You prayed for a Lamborghini and he gave you a Toyota Camry, for example. But you know what? It still delivers. It brings you where you're supposed to go. Be grateful. And perhaps the money saved is for you to use it for something much more important later on in life. Maybe, na'ud billah, one of your parents falls sick, hospital bills, $100,000. Where do you get money from? Thank goodness you didn't buy the Lambo. Now you have enough funds to help your mom or your dad. There's always a reason why you're not getting the things that Allah wants you to give. You need to trust His wisdom and you need to trust Allah's perfect timing, inshallah. Yes, she signals. Alhamdulillah. Oh, you're off the mic already. Is this the Oscars or something? Like, <laughs> I'm not done. Last slide, I promise. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, please remember, it is important to approach the Quran with an open mind, but you must seek guidance. Okay? Can you tell the person next to you, seek guidance, tell them now, seek guidance. Seek guidance. How do you seek guidance? From qualified scholars and teachers who can help interpret its teachings in the most relevant manner. Please don't just go on YouTube. Please don't ask ChatGPT to contextualize this verse. Right? Go to your teachers, qualified, certified, right? and then consult them accordingly. InshaAllah. Thank you so much for your time and for your attention. Wassalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.